welcome to the Will Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug, I'm pastor here at Faith Lutheran Church. We're based out of Shelton, Washington, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. I want to thank you for tuning in today. Faith is striving to be a beloved, affirming community, trying to grow closer to and more like Jesus for the sake of the world. You can learn more about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. Spring. Springtime is a time for gardening and working in the yard. The azaleas and dogwoods and roadies are blooming all over town. Shelton is beautiful this time of year. My wife Brenda may be the one with the green thumb in our family, but I do stuff too. I'm good at mowing, digging large holes, pruning, and writing checks to the nursery. The Bible says that God likes gardening too. Back in Genesis chapter 2, it says that God planted a garden east of Eden, planting all kinds of trees and bushes that were, quote, pleasing to the eye and good for food. Well, in today's Bible reading, Jesus tells us that the one who sent him is a faithful farmer, a good gardener. He compares himself to a vine and then claims that you and me, we're many versions of the divine vine, planted and cultivated to bear good fruit for the sake of the world. So let's dig into this biblical metaphor and see what kind of fruit we can glean for our lives today. Grab a Bible, turn to John chapter 15, verse 1, and we pray, God, let our hearts be good soil, open to the seed of your word. Amen. So a reading from John chapter 15, beginning at the first verse. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, and neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, he said. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. A reading from John chapter 15. Now, Jesus is always using farmer metaphors when he teaches us what God is like. A sower went out to sow, he says. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, he says. I am the good shepherd, he says. And now today, I am the true vine, Jesus says. And my father is the gardener. Think of me as the vine, the true vine, Jesus says. I'm the real deal, the genuine article, the prototype and template for what a vine should look like and how it should produce. The true vine, it's planted with care and skill, deeply rooted in the soil, nourished by the Spirit coursing through every cell. Now, the Christian is convinced that Jesus personifies, exemplifies, and fulfills the Old Testament vision of a vine planted in the world to bear fruit and bless the nations. 
If original sin was a disease that entered the garden and hindered the proper growth and fruit bearing of the vine, then Jesus is the remedy. A new genetically altered strain of vine, resistant to sin, adapting well to the new and changing environment, able to support branches that bear wholesome, healing, and satisfying fruit. I am the true vine, he says, and the one who sent me is the faithful farmer. The farmer prepares the soil and plants the vine. As the vine matures, the farmer's work consists of cleaning and pruning. Cleaning has to do with clearing out the dead stuff, last year's growth, aging or diseased branches, or parts of the plant that were damaged or broken off as a result of that last windstorm. These branches are cleaned, they're removed, collected, hauled away. Now pruning, pruning involves the cutting and trimming and removing of healthy branches. (laughs) It's a little counterintuitive, isn't it? But pruning is what keeps the branch from overextending. Pruning is what ensures that the branch can support itself when the fruit starts growing. It is the wisdom of God, the good gardener, to know which branches to prune and which ones to leave to grow. So the farmer prunes and tends and cultivates weeds, waters, protects the vine and its fruit. This is what God is like, Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. And you, that's you and me, are the branches. Now, this might sound a little weird, but it's a metaphor, right? It's an attempt to describe how it all works, the connective tissue of the human community. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul imagines people as members of a single body, animated by the Holy Spirit, Christ as the head. The Apostle Peter imagines the church as a temple made out of living stones. For goodness sake, the Lion King just calls it the circle of life. But here, the Bible says that we are branches of the true vine. Jesus is the source in whom we are rooted and grounded, whose spirit and life energy courses through our lives. Christ is the vine that connects us to the source and to one another. And so our union is found in the fact that we're all made up of the same stuff, created in the image and likeness of God. Jesus is the vine. We are little mini vines, little Christs, extensions of the divine vine. Our nature and purpose, then, is to grow and to bear fruit consistent with that of Jesus. As I remain in you, as I abide in you, as the vine supports and supplies the branches with everything it needs, now remain in me, abide in me, Jesus says. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So the farmer cleanses and tends and prunes our lives for our good. We're watered in the waters of baptism. Spiritual photosynthesis occurs every time two or more are gathered in God's name. Out of the essence and nature of the true vine, we, the branches, bear good fruit in proper season, fruit that endures, fruit that blesses the world, fruit that glorifies and satisfies the farmer and blesses the world. This was the plan all along when God first planted the garden, placing in it all kinds of trees and plants that were pleasing to the eye and good for food, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Amen? Howard Thurman 
tells the story of David Lloyd George, a British state, a statesman of the early 20th century. When Lloyd George was a boy, one of his family responsibilities was to collect firewood for warmth and cooking. He discovered early that always after a storm with high winds and driving rain, there was always plenty of firewood to be found. But when the days were beautiful and sunny, firewood was much harder to find. Years later, he realized what had been happening, that during the heavy rains and driving winds, many of the dead limbs were broken off, rotten trees toppled. The living things were separated from the dead things. But when the sun is shining, the weather is beautiful. Well, the dead and the not dead were undistinguishable. Thurman goes on to write that the experience of Lloyd George is common to us all. When all is well with our world, there is often no necessity to separate the dead from the not dead in our lives. But under the pressure of crisis, when we all need or when we need all available vitality, we are apt to discover that much in us is of no account, valueless. When our tree is rocked by mighty winds, all the limbs that do not have free and easy access to what sustains the trunk are torn away. There's nothing to hold them fast. Then Thurman concludes, It is good to know that there is in us that is strong. Uh, it is good to know that there is in us that which is strong and solidly rooted. It is good to have the assurance that can only come from having ridden the storm and remained intact. Far beside the point is why the storm happened. Beside the point, too, may be the interpretation of the storm that makes it an active agent of redemption. Given the storm, it is wisdom. It is wisdom to know that when it comes, the things that are firmly held by the vitality of the life are apt to remain, chastened but confirmed, while the things that are dead, sterile, or lifeless are apt to be torn away. This pandemic has been kind of a storm, hasn't it? The vineyard has taken quite a beating over the last 15 months. Thurman writes, far beside the point is the why of the storm, right? The wisdom of this image, of the vineyard image, is to consider that, quote, the things that are firmly held by the vitality of life are apt to remain, chastened but confirmed. See, the first order of business is to look around and to see the elements of our lives, our church, our, our family, our communities that have withstood the storm. Folks, by the grace of God, we're still standing and the fruits of the Spirit still abound, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, we still have a little ways to go with that whole self-control one. The point is this, storms happen all the time, but that which is rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus weathers the storm, holds fast, and bears its fruit in due season. What do you think? What have you seen? What fruits of the Spirit have you seen or shared despite or maybe because of this COVID storm? Well, meanwhile, the things that are dead, sterile, or lifeless are apt to be torn away, Thurman writes. How has the pandemic exposed dead weight in your life? 
torn out chunks of old, sterile, lifeless ideas and priorities in your life or in our congregation or our community or our world. Now, I'm not talking about people. Good heavens, this parable is not about cutting people off the vine. The parable and this image is about attitudes, priorities, habits, ideas that might have once served a great purpose, might have seemed like a good idea at the time, might have once borne much fruit for the sake of the world and the glory of God, but whose season of growth has now passed. Look around, what's a practice or an attitude that you held before COVID that you realize no longer applies, no longer fits, or is no longer fruitful? Storms happen all the time, whether it's a pandemic or a health crisis or a move or a new job. It's not about the storm or the meaning of the storm or the reason for the storm. It's about the faithfulness and skill of the farmer, the vitality of the vine, and the fruit that branches bear. And the faithful farmer walks the vineyard in the wake of the storm and begins picking up old branches that have split or fallen, carries them to the woodpile where they can be useful one last time to fuel a fire that can provide heat or cooking, protection or companionship. Cleaning, gathering, pruning. The good gardener is approaching you today. Just take this image. The good gardener is approaching you, reaching toward you with shears in hand. What is it, do you think, that God might see in you that needs to be pruned, that needs to go, that needs to be cut out of your life? Something that's weighing you down? A worry that is sapping your strength? An old commitment or agreement that has already outlived its purpose or usefulness? The invitation of the scripture is to trust the good gardener. That's what confession is in the Christian faith. Confession, it's good for the soul because it's when we let go. It's when we release it all to the faithful farmer. Create in me a clean heart, O God, right? Gather up and remove the branches in my life that no longer serve you or bear good fruit. Prune my heart, O God. Oh, that's a good prayer, but man, is it a hard prayer. Prune my heart, O God. So today my imagination sees the farmer out in the vineyard after the storm, like David Lloyd George as a little boy, picking up the pieces, gathering the branches that had been lost, broken, exposed, left for dead, carrying them home. Now I may be mixing my biblical metaphors here, but isn't that how the Bible describes the activity of God? The good shepherd who seeks out the lost sheep the gentle healer who binds up the brokenhearted, the owner of the field who brings the harvest home. Friends, there is no point in the span of your existence. There is no point in the span of your existence from seed to twig to branch to maturity to storm damage to decay to firewood. No point at which you are not under the care and cultivation of the faithful farmer. Sometimes we're growing and green and bearing fruit. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we're just hanging on for dear life during the storms. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we don't even recognize the fruit of the Spirit in ourselves or in others. 
Sometimes we lie broken and alone, waiting, praying for someone to gather us up and carry us home. Praise the Lord. No matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been, you are under the care of the good gardener, the faithful farmer. And then we, as members of the people of God, as many vines, we are also called to participate in the mission of the faithful farmer. Pruning? Well, I think that's above our pay grade. Let's leave pruning to the good gardener. But I do know this. There's a whole world of folks out there that have been pummeled by the pandemic storm and every other storm that's hit in their lives. They are feeling damaged and broken. Some are barely holding on for dear life. And if the faithful farmer's work is to go out into the field and tend, trim, cultivate, and promote the health of the vineyard, then let us join the good gardener in the vineyard, caring for and promoting the growth of each and every vine, each and every branch. Let's do everything in our power to help people stay connected to the true vine. Let's recognize and identify the fruits of the Spirit in other people. Let's make sure that every precious child of God knows that they are of value, made from the same stuff and substance as Jesus, precious and pretty and capable of bearing fruit of bringing joy and delight to the God who created them, loves them, and tends them, and has a purpose for their lives. And when we find the branch that's been beaten up and broken and left for dead, let's show the compassion of the good gardener. Let us be the hands that gather them up and carry them home. Let's pray. You are the true vine, Lord Jesus, and the one who sent you is the good gardener. You clear away the branches in me that are no longer useful or bearing fruit. Even the life-giving and healthy parts of me you prune and shape so that my life can be fruitful and full of meaning. By your word, your grace, your mercy, you have already made me clean. So as you dwell in me, may my singular purpose be to dwell in you. May my life and the fruit of the Spirit growing in me glorify the good gardener and bless the world. For Jesus' sake, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope it's given you some food for thought. As you tend your gardens and farms and lawns this week, think about how God is tending you, tending the whole world in a similar way. And thank God for the miracle of beauty and life and growing. And I dare you to invite God to do some pruning in your life. Prune my heart, O God. Well, you can get more resources and and learn more about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. COVID numbers are inching up again, so everybody be real careful out there. I want to thank Chaz and Emily for their production work on this podcast. I want to thank the people of faith for weathering the storm, for lives that bear fruit, that honor God and bless our community. Well done, folks. And all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.